Good morning. Happy Monday, and welcome to Overuse Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Monday, June 19th, and today we are reading from the big book. In the chapter, We Agnostics, on page 57, we're going to be reading the last two paragraphs there. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, Wendy M., Meg F., Sherry K.B., and Libby E. The reference number for this morning, 7 a.m., Vision for You Eastern Standard Time meeting, is 10054. That's 10054. And for yesterday's special edition, 10 a.m., excuse me, not 10 a.m., uh, yesterday's uh, special edition is 101053. That's 10053, the Sunday special edition. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Sherry K.B. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Sherry. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry K.B. in Northern California. Grateful to recover compulsive our reader. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service, and I pass. Thank you, Sherry KB. I will now ask for Libby E. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Libby. Thank you, Amy. Good morning. I'm Libby E., compulsive eater in New York. The 12 traditions, one, Our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 
Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks, Libby E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you run over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing, again, be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 again to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter, We Agnostics, on the last page of that chapter, on page 57, in the last two paragraphs, and I'm going to ask Wendy M. to begin reading. Go ahead, Wendy. Yes, good morning. It's Wendy M. Grateful uh, to be recovered in Colorado. Thank you, God. Um, Even so, has God restored us all to our right minds? To this man, the revelation was sudden. Some of us grow into it more slowly, but he has come to all who have honestly sought him. When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. Um, So not a lot of words, but like everything in this book, tons of gifts. Um, Just first starting with the word restored and restored us all. That means that everyone can be restored to sanity. Everyone can be entirely abstinent. Everyone can have an entire psychic change on this line and beyond. Um, So this is a gift that we all get. It's not just for one or two of us. There's nothing special about me. All I did was exactly what my um, sponsor told me to do. I took direction um, and I get to be entirely abstinent and I get to Um, do the steps and and get near to God on a daily basis if I'm willing to do the work. Um, So, and restored, when you look it up, it says bring back, return to a former condition. Um, Wow. And so my whole life, I've been wanting to get home. I want to go home. I didn't know. I didn't know how to get home. This is the first time in my life that I know how to get home. It also says that God will restore us to our right minds. That tells me I was not in my right mind, um, quite frankly, before uh, I got recovered through um, Vision for You form of big book study, um, you know, because I have not been in my right mind. And, and one thing I heard today was um, that the way I get rid of um, self is to, do, is to do the work, um, then the other word that came close that, that interested me was the word drew or draw, to draw near, to draw, and the only way I know how to get to my right mind, there's a few ways. One is to be entirely honest. If I'm honest with somebody, if I share with my sponsor something that's actually going on for me, I can not only draw close to God, but I can get that freedom um, always when I'm honest. And also, if you look at Drew Near, it's an action, and it will restore me every time. And so when I make that phone call last night that I didn't want to make because I was feeling super crummy, 
um, I make that call, I always feel better. I'm always restored when I prayed this morning, when I write to God and say, I don't know how to do this thing, God, please show me. And God says to me, what can I bring to the occasion, not what can I get from the occasion? God says that to me because I was willing to draw near to him by writing honestly about what's really going on for me. And when I, you know, and like I said, when I pick up that phone, I draw near, I take an action. It's an action program, not a thinking program. God will disclose himself every time um, without fail, and I get to be restored to my right mind. And this is a beautiful, beautiful program, and I'm so grateful to be in it, uh, especially when I don't feel restored. Um, And then I have tools. I have action steps. I have all of you. And, you know, God speaks through all of you every day. So I'm very grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Wendy. All right, so who would like to share on what was read, please? Chime in. Sylvia F. All right, Sylvia F. There's someone else. Meg F. Meg F. Terry H. Terry H. And that was Terry with a T as in Tom. We'll go with that. Yeah. Anybody else? Oh, thank you. Anybody else? All right, then. We will get started. Sylvia F., Meg F., Carrie H. Sylvia, you are up, please. Go ahead. Good morning, Amy. Thank you for your service. Good morning, Visionary. So great to be on the line. Need to be here with all of you this morning. And, uh, Amy, I don't have my timer. Uh, I'll try and... I'll try and wing it, but let me know. Okay, Um, we'll do. uh, So, you know, what I I love, love this chapter because it gives me such precise directions. And also, uh, these last two two sentences. And so, the important part for me is, um, he has come to all who have honestly sought him. So, I have to take an action. I loved the share prior to mine. Just really, really describes what I have to do. It says, when we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. So what I had to learn was that God was there the whole time. Even when I was crazy, when I was in the food, when life was happening, not my way, God was there. I just didn't say, hey, God, I need some help. And that, that, that's the simplicity of it. Um, simplicity, not necessarily easy, because we ha- I have to get humility. And I have to say, oh, my gosh, it's not working for me. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, and so I like to relate it to life. And um, so how this has worked for me is, uh, you know, I was, I was all up in self a week and a half ago and, you know, went to a wedding, wasn't dressed right, blah, blah, blah. And um, so it's self. And I knew it. I knew I had to get out of self. And so what happened is that um, a friend who had been visiting very short trip, had been visiting uh, from New York, fell and broke her hip, and um, they wouldn't let her fly home. And so she had to come stay with me, even though I had plans. My husband's gone. I had plans for, you know, doing whatever I wanted with my time in our home with nobody around. And instead, I had to go into service, service. And so talk about having to bring God into my life because I not only had to do service, had to, I choose to. I could have said no, you know, and she could have gone into, you know, some kind of care or something, I guess. But not only did I have to say yes, but I had to go to God and say, show me how to do this well so that she doesn't feel like she's imposing, that she doesn't feel like, I'm having, you know, in my past life, I would have had to tell everybody, been a martyr about this. That's not what I want. That is not what God would have me do. And so, um, you know, basically, I had to, I had to really get close to God and hear what a selfless life would look like, and then also put it into balance. How do I take care of myself? It's been going on for about ten days, and and uh, um, I think she'll go home Saturday. And my constant prayer 
in my crazy mind has been show me how to do this. I couldn't have shown up before. And, uh, and I can feel the craziness in my mind. There are times when, you know, I just, you know, I, I feel crazy, whether it's food is the answer or um, calling someone and ranting as opposed to getting to God. I can feel the crazy. The difference being recovered is I know that those are my crazy thoughts, that that is like, uh-oh, I need to, thank you, thank you, Amy, I, that I need to get calm and I need to go to God. And it is working so far. And I am so grateful for that and for all of you. I pass. Thank you so much, Meg. It's your turn. Hi, good morning. This is Meg F. Can I be heard? I hear you great. Oh, great. Good morning, visionaries. Thank you very much, Amy, for being our moderator and everybody on the line. This is Meg F. from Northern California. Recovered. Grateful. Um, so touched whenever I get to share on the line, really. So I've been sort of reading up to this these paragraphs, these these few lines, for days and days thinking about them with all of you and really missed you all on Saturday. (laughs) It's interesting. Um, Even so, has God restored us to our right mind? So I've been trying to find God for 40 years. And earlier, maybe, but really trying to have some relief because I was miserable, because I was hurting, because I was lost. I've been trying to find God, find God, you know, uh, pray, go to church, get confirmed, uh, pay attention, listen to anybody who would talk to me about it. And basically my entire life and my entire structure of my friends and, and people I am deeply close with over the last 40 years are people who are on a spiritual path. But they're all on their own path. And, and I couldn't find my path in a way. And I felt lost. And I had this amazing experience with somebody helping me with the with the work recently on the line and I I was telling her that well the revelation has been sudden a couple of times, right? I've had really, really big experiences and then they go totally away. And I was telling her that um I felt so I couldn't reach God. I couldn't reach God. I couldn't tell. I felt so lost in trying to figure it out, not internally trusting the process. And she just sort of barked at me like like she said, I don't know God. You know, like and my sponsor says, you know, like like I don't know if God if I can know God, God's not big enough. You know, faith has to be much bigger than that. And she said, I don't know God. That's the mystery of faith. She said, What I, what you need, Meg, is a practical human lowly gutter level ability to not drink that's what you need you know you don't need to know god it's like like you can't know god that's what faith is was her comment and i just started weeping like i felt relieved from this this really overbearing feeling of i have to do it i have to do something i have to go to another retreat i have to sit like adi ashante i have to cross my legs i have to sit up straight i have to be comfortable or not comfortable i have to eat or not eat i have to you know like whatever i have to do in order to like reach this experience of god and i'll tell you i was so much so helped in bill's story when he's you know i guess he's not the one that's thrown out of bed but but he's the one who clearly knows that god's in the room with him and he humbly offers himself unreservedly in his care and directions. And he knows that he has, you know, not had, he's not had to drink since, he says. But he feels this ultimate, and he considers it a really big bang of the God experience. And I love that one page, one page over on page 15, he describes how lucky it was that his old business associates remained skeptical for a year and a half, at which time he found little work. I was not too well at the time, and I was plagued with waves of self-pity and resentment. This sometimes nearly drove me back to drink. And so I've known for a long time, and really not a really long time, but a very helpful amount of time, that the reason I wanted the Big Bang experience was so I could eat chocolate, so I could eat ice cream, so I could eat the things with impunity that I always wanted to eat. And I never wanted to eat a little. I was never one of you that thought I would just eat one. I was like, buy two bags and shut up time anyway i just thank you for letting me share and thank you god for letting me know that i want to know you for you not so that i can eat and i really appreciate being here thank you okay 
Thank you so much. Terry H., it is your turn. Hi, everyone. My name is Terry H., a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. I am so grateful for my recovery today and my belief in a power greater than myself. You know, I uh, God has worked a miracle in me. No matter what I tried or others tried to, and, to help me, um, I constantly failed. I was dying in my disease. It never worked. Anything I did did not work. I was never able to step across the bridge onto the shore. You know, my disease kept tripping me up and I'd fall right into the water. Good thing I didn't drown. Um, you know, I'm, you know, my wee bit of willingness brought me, you know, to ask someone to sponsor me, a recovered person. And I worked those steps. You know, I put the food down, um, got absent in a few days, and just began the work immediately. And I am so grateful for that. You know, when I came to step two, came to believe in a power, you know, I just believed. I just was willing, willing to believe that I, you know, the evidence showed that I could not do it. For 45 years, I could not do it. And I was dying. And so when I came to that step and, you know, came to believe willing, the willingness helped me to see that I wasn't doing it in something else. I was open to something else, a higher power. And I'm so grateful for that. Today, I try to foster that relationship each and every day. I wake up seeking God's vision for, for, for me for that day, seeking right thought, right action. And I do the work. I take the steps. I take the action. Yesterday, I biked for 20 miles, about 19 miles. And during that time, I was able to have conversations with God. And I was able to speak aloud in gratitude. And those moments are so precious to me because they're, they're my conscious contact. They're my way of fostering my relationship with my higher power. And with that, I can be present in life. I can be present in, in recovery and be present for my family, be present for my friends, and, and just be there when someone needs something. And I am so grateful for that. I am so grateful to my higher power for giving me recovery, an opportunity to work this program. And it's not, you know, sometimes it's not easy. You know, but I take the action. I do the 10 steps. I do the 11 steps. I plan my foods, you know, for the week. I, I send in my food plans. I weigh and measure. I do all that, and it, you know what? I do it happily because what I have today is a thousand gazillion times better than any better day I had without recovery. And, you know, I'm grateful for that. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Terry H., Thanks to the first group of shares getting us started, but now it's time for a few more. So who else would like to share on what we've read? I would like to share. This is Rocky I. Okay. Rocky I. Turn that down. Who else would like to share? Jenny H. Jenny H. Okay. Rock and B. Rock and B. Okay. Diane D. Diane B. Okay. Anybody else? All righty. We'll go with those four. Rocky and Oh, Sherry KB, definitely. I'll get you in there. All right. So, Rocky I, Jenny H, Roxanne D, Diane D, and Sherry KB. We will start with Rocky I. Go ahead, please. All right. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes, I can hear you very oh. well. Thank you. Okay. So, good morning. This is Rocky I, recovered in Tempe, Arizona. And um, I love this, the whole book, but. Um, you know, it's true. Uh, I, when I came, I really came to believe to Overeaters Anonymous that it was the answer because I had gotten hurt after lap and surgery, and it's like that's when I realized 
I was insane. Like, who would eat after such a major intervention? And I really went to Overeaters Anonymous believing that that there will be hope. I don't know what it was, but there was something about it. And definitely, when I got there, it's like, yes, this is this is it. This this is what I need. <clears throat> and now I see it was my getting close to God. You know, the group was the the first um, the first show per se. Of, um, it was the door to my uh, spiritual life. And today I'm so very thankful. Um, I was willing. I was not happily willing, but I was willing. So if you heard me in the line. Uh, today I am happy, but at the beginning of recovery, I was not happy. I was just willing and I was hopeful, but not happy. I was not um, singing and dancing, going to meetings, meetings but I was willing. And uh, as I learned more, I, I realized how doomed I was. Uh, once I learned the allergy of the body, I... I I saw it that there's nothing, no matter how holy I become, um, the food will still do uh, react into my body. And so uh, I got defeated. I and mean, at that moment, I offered myself and to a God who I was, it was not clear who that was, but there was a God of my understanding and as I've grown to, I have, I have, um, today I have a, a, a straight God, I know who he is and because uh, I grew so much and it came to a point where I needed to have a, an exact God and exact instructions and um, I became a Christian and it's, it's been the most amazing uh, experience. Um, it took my recovery from one level to the next. And so, to the newcomer, if you um, are mad with God, I get it. I understand it. I was mad with God. Uh, but uh, just be willing. You don't have to do it happily. Just give yourself a chance. Come to the meetings. Learn your program. Learn your big book. Because uh, I did all those things not happily again just willing, uh, learn from somebody, um, and just get recovered. And if you don't, again, you can have your knee to your back. We're not going to hold it. Uh, but just give yourself a chance because nothing worked until I came to uh, Overeaters Anonymous and I was lucky to meet somebody that had this big book knowledge right away. And so I've been recovered for quite some time now. Um, from like six months into my recovery, I got into the big book, and ever since, I have not gone back to the book, um, to the food or the crazy food behaviors. Um, and today, I do it happily. Today, I love my big book. I get up uh, before this meeting. I will get up to the four o'clock meeting Arizona time, and uh, I did it happily. So just be encouraged. Again, you don't have to do it happily. Now, if you do it happily, that's a bonus for you, but at least, at least be willing. And so with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rocky I. Jenny H., it's your turn. This is Jamie H. Oh, Jamie H., yes. Go ahead, Jamie. I am from Jessup, Georgia, and uh, this is my first share. Uh, Welcome. I, am, I do not know... Steps 10 and 11 and 12, and I hear so many people on the line who talk about that. I am working through um, just finished four and five. And we agnostics felt like another layer of um, foreign hard work. And this morning we got to some, those more slowly, those of, got it more slowly. And with that, was incredible hope. I'd always known my religious God. I've known of somebody's religious God, the history of 
the religious God, um, the one who who wanted me to succeed on one side, but if I didn't, you know, you kind of had that coming too. So if you got smashed in your walk, so be it. It's your own fault. Um, the one that had no mercy, but absolute total reverence for him because of fear. And to come through four and five with the with the weight of we agnostics was extremely thoughtful and heavy until I realized that, wait, some of us get this more slowly. And I'm not the one abnormal um, grape on the vine that I am. Um, I can somewhere in that 100, Bill spoke to people like me too. So to have hope through that makes me crave 10, 11, and 12. Don't know how I'm going to get through um, six, seven, and eight, nine, but I'm I'm on the journey, and I'm learning to look up and see. Okay, God, I obviously don't know you because I've learned that in we agnostics. I don't know, but I know that. I am committed to not leave until the miracle shows up, and I'm committed to look and be okay with not being the first one to cross the finish line, but to accept that, oh, I may be the one who recognizes, realizes, and and connects more slowly. And with that, I am very grateful to this, this line because you held my hand through all of this unknown, and I know there's much more of the unknown, but four and five were extremely hard from where I stand. But every day I got up and somebody said something that grabbed my elbow and took me on to tomorrow. And with that, I'm thankful, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Jamie H., and welcome. Roxanne B, it's your turn. Press star one, Roxanne. Ah, good, good morning, visionaries. I'm here. Oh, Sorry. There you are. Yeah, I'm here. Thanks so much, everyone, for being here and for your service. And I uh, am so grateful for the guidance of this book and for everyone in this fellowship all of my sponsors, all of those who have taken my calls when I felt an emotional disturbance or I've, need to do, I've needed to do a 10-step turnaround because in every occurrence, what I've reached out for through my fellows and through this book is a connection with my higher power. I've been one who has grown into the spiritual experience slowly, and for me it's ebbed and flowed but it remains my constant ambition and goal to build a relationship with my higher power and to build my spiritual connection. I have, um, I, I need guidance in my life right now because there's someone that I care for who has some needs and there's a part of me, the ego part of me feels like I need to make it all happen. I need to, I need to manipulate others. I need to control circumstances in order to ensure that this person gets what they need. And yet my experience with this program and with uh, my higher power is that if I truly surrender and am faithful, the answers will be revealed to me and miracles will take place. And so I'm here today to say that God has come to me when I have sought him, and today it is my intention to do my very best to draw near to him so that he may disclose himself to me so that I may serve those in my life who are depending on me and so that I may be reminded that I'm not in charge, that life with me in charge is a life of misery 
and harm done to others. I surrender to my higher power. I open myself to God's direction. And I thank you all for being here. With that, I pass. Thank you, Roxanne B. Diane B., it is your turn. I'm here, sorry, this is Diane D., and I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm a compulsive reader. Um, I just kind of wanted to share this morning. I spend, um, I, I, I've had a lot of faith in my, in my life, and, um, and I've also had a lot of fear. And um, I've been going through some medical treatments for a condition that I have where they have to put me to sleep twice a week. And um, it's really affecting my mind. Um, uh, also, I can't eat both days um, until um, I come to, which some days is until 3.30 or 4. And it's very, very challenging. I'm working my program. I'm staying abstinent, but the food is calling. Um, and um, I'm seeking God, but I just feel like there's a barrier between me and God, and I just feel like it's um, the medicine they're putting me to sleep with. And so I just needed to share that I was in a kind of precarious place and um, anxious about it um, and want to stay in recovery. I don't want to go back to binging um, and just ask people to pray for me. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Diane B. Sherry KB, it is your turn. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California, great for recovered compulsive reader. Thank you so much for your service, Amy, and everyone on the line. And welcome, newcomers. Welcome you. Welcome home. Um, I always like to look up words. So we've got here, we've got restored, revelation, disclosed. So restored says bring back into existence, recreating. Uh, I'll start there. Uh, For me, uh, getting into this book, uh, first of all, putting down the food first, getting into the book, working with a step guide, getting into these steps, I feel like I have been restored back into existence uh, and been recreated in a better way than I would imagine. That's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Oops, timer. And um, then also Revelation. a dramatic disclosure of something not known or realized. So the revelation for me is that I'm the type of compulsive overeater who is always addicted to ease and comfort. I was always going to the food for ease and comfort. Now I go to ease and comfort to my higher power. That's the difference. What a revelation. Um, I'm doing something new, something unknown for me that I realized how is so far better for me than I ever could do before. And it's through working these steps. And so restored is bring back, I already said that, bring back into existence. And then disclosed, reveal, make known, uncover. And so, you know, I, I just, I love all this, all this. All of the he's and the hymns are all capitalized in this, these two sentences. And there's a lot of he's and hymns in there. And or she and it, um, and I just know that how much I have changed from relying totally on self-will versus relying on a power greater than myself every day that I choose to call God. I wake up every day. I'm still a compulsive overeater, but the difference is is that I do the things that are in front of me. I have like my spiritual affairs in order, which means for me is meditation, uh, reading the big book, um, doing some writing making my calls, working these steps, and living in the steps in 10, 11, and 12. And so I had gone through the steps. I got connected with a power greater than myself. I want to keep that connection every day throughout the day with my higher power and all my activities. And that's what I've learned to do. And, you know, life's going to come my way regardless. I'm sure all of us on the line have a lot of stuff going on in our lives. 
The difference is, is that I have a spiritual toolkit due to connecting with the power greater than myself that I can not only just survive life, I can live life. And before I was always surviving it, trying to get by on the best way I could. And I was trying to do it all by myself. And what I learned here is I don't have to do it all by myself. I do it with a power greater than myself and uh, that I choose to call God. And um, my life gets bigger and bigger um, and better and better. And each time I go to my higher power instead of going to the food, I keep learning more and more about how to navigate through this life of mine, uh, being rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence, of learning things about myself that I never knew, and being... <clears throat> excuse me, and also being restored to the right to the right mind. Because, you know, I always thought it was all about me and what you did to me and why don't you do it my way. And what I've learned is my part and how I can be a part in the world now and and have love, patience, and tolerance. And that's the difference now. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Okay, who else would like to share? Rita. I'm sorry, who was that? Rita. Rhea? Rita. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. I can't. Rita. Rita, okay. Rita F, was it? S. Rita S, okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, who else? We got time. Maggie F. Maggie. Maggie F. And Joe? Joanne B. Joanne B. All right. Let's go with those guys. Unless there's one more, maybe we could fit in. Kathy Joe. Kathy Joe. There we go. Perfect. Okay. (laughs) Rita F., Maggie, Joanne, and Kathy Joe. Rita, Rita, go ahead. Good morning, everyone. I'm so glad you're all here. This is Rita S. uh, from Florida. Um, I it took me a long time until I got to vision for you to realize that I didn't know what OA was about and I didn't even know what God was about. And you know, the ease and comfort always came from the food. And it's so great to have that peace and comfort when I go to God and, and to handle things so different. I recently had a resentment and I did a fourth step but I wasn't getting the peace and I finally did the resentment prayer for about one week, and you know, I ran into this person, and all the things I thought weren't even true anyway, she comes up, she gives me a big hug, and I, if I didn't know how to do the resentment prayer, and to pray, and to go to God for everything, I would have just hid or ran when I saw her, but it's so nice to know that God can handle my life, and before I get up every day, I just give everything to him. My family, my food, first of all, my family, everything. And I pray that everybody has peace during the day. And I ask God to just use me in any way he can. And I'll tell you, my life is so much better. And I thank you guys for being there. And have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Rita S. Maggie, it's your turn. I didn't get you up there, so I'm sorry. Asses and fam. Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Okay. Maggie S. from Western New York, newly recovered, and so thrilled to be on this line. I've been in OA for 14 years, and I have now, I've had many spiritual inspirations and experiences, but my relationship with my higher power was, was, oh, God, help me, help me, help me. And it was always frantic. It was always, you've got to do this. You've got to fix this. You got to get this right for me. It was all about me. And six, seven weeks ago, I tuned in to Vision for You. I worked with a sponsor, got through the steps, and I am recovered. I am recovered. So if there are people on the line, I mean, I thought that I was done for. I had tried everything, but that was the thing. I had tried everything I could do. And what I needed was to be restored to a right relationship with my higher power. And it's a higher power of my understanding, not related to a religion, but a higher power that really, really works for me and is powerful because left to my own devices, I will eat, I will do whatever I can to distract myself 
from difficult emotions. So for today, I am recovered, gratefully so, having gone through the steps with an amazing sponsor who I love. And, you know, so there are the hands reaching out. And all I had to do was reach back rather than holding on to my log in the water, sinking and saying, I got this. I know how to do it. But realizing that I needed help, I needed support, I needed these steps, and I needed to have to be restored to a right relationship with my higher part and to recover, which one of the definitions is to be to regain usable form. So here I am, usable, you know, and thrilled to be here and so very grateful for all of you guys who have worked these steps and recovered and then shared what you've gotten. Thank you, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Maggie S. Joanne B., go ahead. Hi, this is Joanne B. from Texas, and I just want to, one, I want to thank everyone for all the things that they say, the encouragement that you give, and um, you just don't know how much your words really mean to me. Um, I know I'm struggling because, um, because I'm still within myself, and um, I keep thinking, well, if I could just move, move faster, but you know, um, I've got to really come to a place, even though I've known my higher power for a long time, or I've had one, I haven't allowed him to work in my life, I guess, I don't know, I'm still kind of bigger than him, I think, but um, anyway, um I just ask you all to keep me in your prayers that this week will go well, that I will understand what the big book is really trying to tell me. And um, I'm still at the very beginning in the first, you know, at the very beginning. And there's so many hurdles I need to get over of myself so that I can move on. And uh, I thank my sponsor. She's been such a blessing to me. And thank all of you again. And you all have a great, great week, great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne B., so much. Kathy Joe, you will be wrapping us up. Hello, this is Kathy Joe P. in Minnesota, recovered compulsive overeater. And I love this paragraph, just pitched on it Friday. And after the fact, I reread it again and read, but he has come to all who have honestly sought him. So what I hear here is I don't wait around for God to come to me. And I don't wait around for me to figure out who God is. And I don't wait around for the miracle to happen. I seek him. And how I seek him is through these steps. And it says, when we draw near to him, he discloses himself to us. So it's sort of like if we hear there's this great mountain or this great, you know, shrine or this great, I don't know, mansion that we all want to see. We don't sit around and wait for it to come to us. We seek it. And as we go, we ask people for the direction, how to get to that spot. How do we get there? What path should we take? Where should we go? And then it will be revealed to us. We get to see it. When we climb a mountain and we want to see the view, we don't wait at the bottom of the mountain. And when it gets hard, sometimes we do rest or maybe take a teeny break, but we keep on going and we get encouragement from the others along with us to keep on moving because we hear it's there. And so, no, I did not have God figured out. And I didn't know what my God would look like. And I still am learning that and realizing, though, as I go, yes, God is revealing himself to me because I am seeking him. And I'm seeking him with the encouragement of all of you through these steps. And I was sharing with someone this week about it is much, I was saying that it's been a lot of hard work. And what I realized, the hardest work was before I got here. It is hard work, but the food battle is so much harder than what I'm doing now. And 
I came back to OA about five years ago and let go of sugar. And then I battled the food, trying to do it my way and trying to not surrender. And a year ago, June 26, I surrendered to all of this and giving up all of my alcoholic foods. And yes, I've been working, but the work is so much less than before. So when I think about trying to get to God, whether it's going up that mountain or around the lake, whatever it is, it is so much less work before. Before I was like in a forest lost, it was storming, and I hated it. But I did not want to find another way, and I'm so glad that I do now, and I'm so glad to be with all of you. And with that, I'll pass. All right, right on, Kathy Joe. And with that note, we are going to close the meeting up. I'd like to thank everyone who shared all of their awesome shares, especially our readers, uh, Wendy M. and Meg F., and Sherry KB, Libby E., and everyone who's participated in the meeting. Welcome to our new sharers. <laughs> we will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Meg, could you please read that for us? Yes, good morning. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning prayer, meditation, what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>